Welcome to Setting Captives Free podcast. Jesus said, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. But many people wonder, how can I be free from things I've struggled with all my life? Anger, impurity, anxiety, depression, fear, gluttony, and so on. Well, today, Eric Hurt and Mike Cleveland study a passage of Scripture that will help you enjoy the freedom that Jesus died to give you. Hello and greetings and welcome to Setting Captives Free podcast. My name is Mike Cleveland. I am here with my beloved brother and partner in ministry, Eric Hurt. Good morning, Eric. Good morning, Mike. Uh, really good to be here again to do another podcast with you. I'm really excited to uh, go through some scriptures this morning. I'm excited too. I love the passage we're looking at today, which is Isaiah chapter 61 and just four verses, verses one to four. Uh, Eric, when Jesus preached his first sermon, this was his text, Isaiah 61, one to four, and we have that recorded for us in Luke chapter four. Uh, but Jesus, after he had read through this passage, said, today in, in your presence, this passage is fulfilled. What do we make of that? Well, he was the fulfillment of it, of, <clears throat> of Isaiah 61, like you were saying. He, today, this is, uh, this is the day. Uh, you've actually, I'm here. Uh, God sent me for a, on a mission, and, and I'm here for it. And the mission is being revealed before your very eyes right now as we speak. And, okay. uh, Excellent. So let's look at this passage, and let's see Jesus saying these words, as this was his first sermon so you want to go ahead and take that first verse, and we'll probably get a chance to look at each, uh, each phrase in it. Sure. Uh, Isaiah 61.1 says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. <laughs> I mean, that is just uh, a mouthful, isn't it? Just one verse, but it is a mouthful. And it is amazing that the anointed one came to bring good news, Mike, to the poor. And uh, it certainly is good news to us, isn't it, brother? Yes, and it's interesting that this uh, phrase, proclaim good news, is the very first thing he says. <laughs> uh, it's as if the, the proclaiming of the good news was of most importance. It was the first thing that he mentions. Uh, of course, it reminds us of what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, doesn't it? That what I received, I passed on to you, that which is of first importance. And he gives the good news. Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, was buried, and on the third day rose again, according to the scriptures. And so Jesus says this good news is the is the most important thing. It's the first thing that's listed, the good news, the gospel. And Eric, gets to the poor. Well, what does that mean? Well, Mike, that's uh, people like, like us in our former lives. So those people that are, that are needy, uh, people that, that are empty, people that uh, are wounded, uh, are broken, uh, are uh, empty and hollowed out. Um, and, you know, he was anointed, and I love how you said that, that, uh, you know, the first thing he said was good news. I want the poor, I want you to hear 
this good news. I want you to hear what is of first importance. I want, to, I want you to hear uh, what's going to heal you, what's going to make you rich, uh, what's going to fill you with life. This good news I have come to proclaim. Yes, you know, and I can remember in my own life, Eric, that sin had stripped me clean of everything. It had taken everything from me. I was like the man that went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers. You know, my, my sin had just taken, stolen everything from me. I still remember sitting in an upstairs room of my house and my family had left and mm-hmm. and I I was I I was stripped of everything in my life. I was mm-hmm. impoverished due to my sin. But Eric, you know mm-hmm. what Jesus did for me? If you look in Second Corinthians eight, it says Jesus became poor, mm-hmm. so that you through his poverty might become rich. And you know when I saw him go to the cross and lose it all, and they even took his last robe. You know, his garment, he, he was naked. He, he became completely poor for me. Hmm. Uh, Eric, for our listener, you who, who have lost it all, you think you've gone too far and you think that you've done too much and sinned too much, but your sin is not greater than Jesus' sacrifice. Uh, your depravity is not more than Jesus' death. And so he came for you who have been impoverished through sin. He came to give you good news. Um, Eric, what does this good news start with? If you look at the next phrase. Uh, the next phrase there, to pro, uh, let's see, I'm sorry. Uh, he has set me to bind up the brokenhearted. Yeah. And, and that's exactly what you had just described, Mike. And that was my life too, my my whole life uh, was was broken. Uh, my heart was broken as yours was. My marriage was in shambles. I was uh, trapped by pornography and impurity and uh, various other sins like anger, rage. And uh, so therefore, you know, my marriage uh, was uh, hanging by a thread. Uh, the way I was ministering or attempting to minister in my flesh to my children wasn't working and our relationship was broken. Um, and so, you know, it, it, what good news is that, uh, that he came to bind up our broken hearts. Those who are brokenhearted, Mike, it is just simply the greatest news ever. Amen. And I think, too, about how his ministry is, first of all, to our hearts. Uh, hmm. the, the world would want to change our actions first, as if we could change it from the outside in. Um, but Jesus comes to minister his grace to your heart, first of all, to that which you love, to that which, which is broken because you've loved wrong things. Um, and so, you know, if you look at Jesus on the cross, there was a soldier that took a, a sword and he just stabbed it right into the side of Jesus and out came blood and water. And you might say Jesus died of a broken heart, uh, literally. And, and why? It's so that he could mend your broken heart, so that he could heal your broken heart. So it starts with the heart. 
Um, and that's mm-hmm. connected to the good news. The good news reaches our hearts. Nothing else does. Uh, no other method or system or any type of recovery ever reaches the heart. But the good news does that Jesus suffered in your place and that he took your sin upon himself. Eric, does that reach your heart even today? Oh, man, Mike, even when you were just speaking, my heart was overflowing with uh, just rejoicing and receiving what you were saying, brother, because it is incredible. It's, it's what fills us up. It is, and I love how you said that it starts with the heart, but because certainly it is the control center, isn't it? It is what, uh, what the Bible says where all the evil comes from, for, from within. Out of the heart flow all these evils and impurity and immorality and self-centeredness, and it all stems from the heart. So there's no, it's not a shock that Jesus came to bind up the brokenhearted, like you said, to work from the inside out. And, you know, Mike, yeah, it delights my heart to hear the message of the cross because it is not just salvation. It is, it is our food. It is, it is food for the soul. It, it, it is, we never tire of looking there because everything revolves, all the power is there. Everything revolves around the cross and we can't escape it, Mike. When we look at various passages in scripture, it's always connected to the cross, mm-hmm. always. And so uh, we just see uh, all the time, even if it's a passage you're so familiar with, uh, God opens it up to see it in new ways and deeper meanings, and mm. and it's just wonderful, Mike. It's it's as mm. it been said, it's a minefield. The Bible's a minefield of God's love uh, that we could never tire of looking into. So, wouldn't you say then that the message of the cross is a love letter to your heart? <laughs> Absolutely, it is. It is an absolute love letter to your heart. Yes. <laughs> and, and it just ministers. It just heals. It, you know, I wasn't only poor when I was in that upper, upper room there and had lost everything. Mm-hmm. I was brokenhearted. Yet the gospel, the, the cross of Jesus Christ bound it up. It mended it. And, uh, you know, and so let's go to the next phrase, because after the heart is dealt with, the actions are. So it says, to proclaim recovery for the captives. Right, brother? <laughs> well, not quite recovery, Mike. Uh, you might have uh, misinterpreted oh, that word, liberty, I misinterpreted? liberty, oh, liberty. Or freedom. <laughs> but freedom. yeah, we knew we knew you did that on purpose. But yeah, it's it's not recovery. Uh, it's not to uh, to to redo what's already there. Uh, it is to make one new through liberty to free the captive to work from in the heart from the inside out and uh this isn't recovery this is complete and utter freedom to those who have been held captive for so long and it doesn't matter how long like you said earlier uh so if you're listening it doesn't it, it 25 years 40 years 50 years however long it is it's never too early and never too late uh to 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 see Christ dying on the cross to purchase your freedom, to purchase your liberty, uh, to open that prison door and, and to set captives free. And um, so we hope that, that when you're listening now that you can see exactly what we're talking about, that your heart uh, might be set free. 
Yeah, you know, Eric, and, and the message of the world is not freedom, right? The message of the world right. is to get better, to begin your recovery journey. Uh, it reminds me a lot of what Pharaoh, you know, when, when God sent Moses to go to Pharaoh and, and tell him, hey, uh, God says, let my people go. Well, what did he say, right? He said, well, yeah, you can go, but just sacrifice here in the land. You know, mm. don't make a clean break. Just stay as my <laughs> slaves, but, but worship God too. You know, and, and it's like, yeah. no, that's not what I said. So more plagues came. So then, then Pharaoh says, well, well, fine, but go and, and, you know, sacrifice in the desert. You know, they would still be within his reach. You know, he could, he could draw them back. And so what happened? More plagues came. And then he goes, okay, well, fine, have the men go, but, you know, leave the women and children here because he knew that you know, the men would not go very far or they would not stay away too long if their wives and children were in Egypt. And so <laughs> more plagues. And finally he goes, fine, take your women and children too, but leave your flocks and herds behind. Well, <laughs> you know, that would have prevented them from worshiping the Lord through sacrifice. You know, Eric, in recovery, you don't need to worship the Lord. You just need to be doing better and to be sinning less. You know, because oh, Satan wow. knows if you don't worship the Lord, you'll be back to slavery soon enough. And so, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that's I, I really love that. And that and that just shows us why we need to use biblical words and not yes. worldly words. They can't interchange, Mike, uh, at yes. all, as you as you clearly illustrated uh, from what you were saying there. It is a complete break off. It is complete freedom. We're not in recovery. We're not uh, being reformed either because those words aren't clear enough. They're not biblical. They're not razor sharp. Uh, you know, the gospel is, a, is, is laser focused and it, it cuts the heart and pierces the heart and uh, does a surgical work inside. And how can, how can that happen if I use words like I'm, I'm addicted? and I'm going to be addicted forever. No. The Bible says that Jesus came to bind up the brokenhearted and to proclaim freedom to captives. Totally different than I'm going to be in this condition for the rest of my life versus Jesus came to set me free. Amen. And you know, that's what we say, because freedom is death. Um, you know, yes. when we talk about recovery, well, I'm a slave, but I'm recovering. I'm doing better. I, I'm, I'm moving away from Egypt slowly. Uh, yeah, occasionally I run back to Egypt, but you know, it's only to see my wife and children. I, I'm in recovery. You know, freedom <laughs> is death, brother. It is, starts by the death of the Passover lamb. It continues Amen. by our own death. You know, just like the Israelites, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Uh, the Israelites went through the Red Sea, passing through death to their old life, death to Egypt, death to hmm. slavery. Um, this is how we are set free. It's not that I'm going to try harder, take steps to improve, to do better. It is death. Now, granted, we're not teaching perfectionism here. We're not teaching the error of of entire sanctification in this life because we still have flesh. But when Jesus ministers to my heart, when he sets me free, there is a death that happens. The, the, the Red Sea closes back mm. up and I'm not <laughs> going back to Egypt and Pharaoh has died in it. Praise the Lord. Amen.
Yes, yes, it's absolutely. And it does. It starts with Jesus's death, and we join him in that death to our old sinful nature. Yes. Uh, and so, yeah, and it is awesome. It is just wonderful to have new desires put into your heart. You know, he, he comes and he binds up the brokenhearted with the gospel. He cuts it and heals it, Mike. And, and after yeah. he heals it, he fills it. And, and Mike, and then after he heals it he, uh, and fills it, he continues to pour into it. And our, our desires are beginning to change. And we have new experiences of freedom and joy. And our shame has been taken. And then we sit here and do podcasts like this because we're so <laughs> incredibly in awe still that Christ would love us this way because we know, Mike, that, that we weren't lovable. Mm. We, were, we were deserving of punishment for our sins, yes. for the way we've treated our family members, yes. for the way that we've treated our children, for the way that we've treated our friends, for the way that we've sinned against the Lord. We, we deserve what Jesus suffered for us on the cross. Yes. And so when we look there, it it just completely overwhelms us that he would uh, become nothing for us, uh, that he would take all of our sin, every ounce of it, Mike, not mm. just impurity or gluttony. He took every single sin ever committed to the cross and was nailed there willingly, bled there for us, for you to set us free mm. and to give us hope and life. Mm. Well, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. And Eric, I, my past life could be best described as a dark prison. Mm -hmm. uh, it was completely black. It was uh, where I couldn't see my hand in front of my face. I was overwhelmed all the time with darkness. I still remember times, if I think back on it, of just being immersed in this darkness. But here we see that Jesus came to release us from darkness, from the prison of darkness. Now, how hmm. did he do that? Well, you know, he did that when he entered his own darkness of death on the cross, you know, and um, he went into the depths of death to rescue us. And, you know, darkness came over him. He was filled with it all. He on the cross, he was able to, because sin was put to death in his flesh, he is able to remove the darkness from you. And he went down into the depths of darkness for us, Mike, mm. and into the depths of death, mm. because that is what we deserved. That's what was required for, our, for the sins of the world. And, and so this is why he's the only one that can come down there and meet sinners and sit with them and then be accused and mocked for doing so. But this is because he loved us. This is how he showed that he loved us. He sat with sinners, Mike. He mm -hmm. came down into the depths of our darkness with us and then, and then let us out. <laughs> mm -hmm. He let us out, brother, with his death. Amen. With his death on a cross. And, and it's just amazing. You can't get over it. Yeah, I think about when Lot was taken captive. Do you remember that? And, 
and Abraham got yeah. 318 men together and they mm. went at, I believe it says at midnight. I know it was, it was completely dark when, when they entered the darkness and rescued Lot and brought him out. And as mm. you said, that's what Jesus did. He entered the darkness for three hours. Darkness came over the whole land as Jesus hung there. Uh, he couldn't see the criminals on either side of him. Uh, he, the mm. darkness was so thick and, the reason is because in Deuteronomy 28, it says that uh, part of the curse that would come from sin was that it would be like darkness at midday. Um, and here Jesus at noon was completely swallowed up in darkness because he was taking your curse. Uh, he, hmm. he was, that's why he had a crown of thorns because the curse that came upon the earth was that thorns would come up. That's why he was in pain, because the curse that came upon upon Adam and Eve was that pain in childbearing. That's why he died, because the curse meant death. And Jesus hung on the cross, Eric, and he took your curse completely, all of it. And as he did so, he was rescuing you. I, I think you as a firefighter have probably <laughs> entered the darkness uh, at times and rescued people from the fire. I love to think of you doing that, brother. You're my hero. But Jesus <laughs> is my hero um, because he not only entered the darkness, but he was consumed in the fire of God's wrath. And he did that for you and for me. Uh, th thank you. That's all I can say. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Yeah, it just so overwhelms our heart that we are become speechless. Uh, and, um, yeah, I love, you're right, Mike, I've gone into the darkness and rescued and, and it, uh, but now, um, you know, that was, uh, be looking forward to retiring there and lifting up the cross and showing, uh, others that Jesus entered their darkness to rescue them uh, yes. from the fire. And, um, you know, so that, that is uh, the most important message and the message that we, uh, love to share, uh, the message uh, like stated earlier from Paul, the message of first importance, uh, the message that Jesus first said, uh, I'm proclaiming to you good news. Yeah. Um, you know, my, my eyes were bigger than my, my stomach. I thought we would get through four verses. We got through one, <laughs> but we're running towards the end of time here. And so let's just end with the first phrase in verse two. Uh, he came not only to, to work in our hearts, to mend our broken hearts, to proclaim freedom for captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, but then something very positive happened. Eric, what is that in verse 2? Uh, verse 2 uh, says that to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Yes. And the day, you want me to stop there? Yeah, just for now, as okay. we end up here, just think about that. What thoughts do you have initially as we're thinking together about Jesus proclaiming the year of the Lord's favor? What does that mean? Well, this is it. Uh, this is uh, the time that was, was set before the foundation of the world that, that God would send his son to come to do all the things that he's proclaimed, this good news, uh, this binding up brokenhearted, this freeing of captives, this opening of prison doors, uh, those that are bound. Uh, this is to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. This is it. It's upon you right now. I'm here to, to 
to set you free. This is the good news. And certainly, Mike, it is the greatest news. Mm. It's the greatest news. And Eric, if you think about it, you have God's favor. Hmm. Because Jesus took his displeasure. Now you hmm. have God's smile. Um, maybe someone's listening today and all they felt is God's displeasure. All they felt is, is God's frowning on them. Hmm. Um, no, no, no. No, that was given to Jesus. What you have is a smile from God. You have the Lord's favor. And Eric, this year of the Lord's favor is, a, is an actual reference to the year of Jubilee. Uh, mm -hmm. Every 50 years, the year of Jubilee would happen. Um, Jesus was speaking this in the year of Jubilee. And, and two things happened in the year of Jubilee. Debt was canceled and slaves were set free. And here Jesus says, I've come in this year of Jubilee. I am your Jubilee. Uh, and, uh, and I have canceled your debt. And I have brought God's favor to you by suffering in your place and dying your death. And so right now, friend, for the rest of your life, you're supposed to be celebrating. You're supposed to celebrate the year of Jubilee because Jesus ushered it in for you on the cross. Oh. Uh. Just forgive me for a minute while I take it all in. <laughs> uh, so good. I can't, I can't take it anymore, Mike. <laughs> uh, so amazing. Uh, my no. debt has been canceled. Um, I have favor with the Lord because Jesus was rejected. I'm accepted. He, I'm adopted, Mike, into the family. Amen. I'm forgiven. I'm loved. Uh, all those things and more. Well, brother, if you would, close us in prayer for those who are listening. Yes. Father, we are just so delighted in your incredible plan of salvation and life for us. Uh, Lord, you have sought to rescue us of this good news that is to be proclaimed of the year of Jubilee where debt has canceled and sins are wiped out and lord you came to open prison doors and to set us free with your son's death on our cross uh, to carry our curse and our sin and so father those who are listening we pray in jesus name that you by your holy spirit would apply this to their heart let them see clearly lord the reason you came let them see clearly, Lord, that you entered their darkness while on the cross and you went down, you went down, down, down into death, down into a tomb, but then raised victorious over sin and death that they might be raised up into new life, that they might be freed from darkness, from oppression, uh, from laziness, from gluttony, from whatever it might be, from whatever sin that they might be struggling with. And so, Lord, please today just set one more captive free as they look at the cross and see you loving them, accepting them, and adopting them into the family. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. This has been a podcast of Setting Captives Free. For more information or to enroll in free interactive courses on finding freedom, please go to settingcaptivesfree.com. 
Tune in next time for more truth that sets captives free.